0: A podcast we'd like you to check out is Two Girls, One Film. Amelia, the loser, and Rose, who made me call her that, watch one film and discuss said film as well as other non-related topics. Cocktails are involved. You can find Two Girls, One Film on SoundCloud. Just look for Two Girls, One Film. Let my people go. Moses, Moses. Hello everybody, welcome to Late Seating, I am Jason Harding And
1: I am Steve Shives
0: Steve (laughs) Yes You will go forward from this place (laughs) And find thou a classic movie And review it And if you find it lacking You will kill its firstborn son but if it is worthy, you will say unto the masses, "It is worthy."
1: Boy, the the shows where you've clearly done prep are the best ones.
0: <laughs> yeah, I got God down here. <laughs> <laughs> our special, our, our,
1: you arranged a special for a special guest. guest. Is God.
0: Yeah. Hey, what God said. You know what we do on this show? Steve and I take a classic film, and we give it a fresh review to see if it lives up to um, its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, Steve and I are going to take a look at that classic movie, that mainstay of Easter, even though it's really about Passover <laughs> Whatever. Spoilers. <laughs> the epic. The Ten... It's ten, right?
1: There, it feels like more, but there are only It feels
0: ten. like a lot more. The Ten
1: Commandments.
0: Any thoughts on the Ten Commandments before we enter into this four-hour freaking slog of a movie?
1: <laughs> well, you just said it. I forgot how long this fucking thing was before I watched it today.
0: I'm honestly, I think a lot of people just put it on in the background during their, their Easter celebrations. I don't think they know how long it
1: is. No. You look up and you're like, you've like, you you gone from, from eating the ham to eating the pie. And you're like, is that still on?
0: <laughs> Two people going home to, oh, grandma's dead. And going to the funeral and coming back. And then the whole fight over the will. And then suddenly your kids are out of school. You look to the TV. It's still going. You're like, Moses so- <laughs> isn't even
1: on the mountain yet? What the fuck? is? <laughs>
0: You ready to do the who made it and why and what the fuck were you thinking? (laughs) Let's do it. All right. The Ten Commandments was directed by Cecil B. DeMille, produced by Cecil B. DeMille, narrated by Cecil B. DeMille, fatal heart attack by (laughs) Cecil B. DeMille. He didn't die of a heart attack while filming it, but he had the heart attack which led to the other heart attacks while filming this
1: movie. Mm-hmm. This was his last film.
0: Yeah, technically it was his yeah. last film. His last film was a remake.
1: <laughs> <laughs> of a film he made 30 years before.
0: <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm going to make another movie. This t- It's the Ten Commandments, now in color uh screenplay by oh steve yes how do you say the scottish name
1: oh boy
0: let me it's got a letter i don't even recognize in, the, in it. it's like an a and an e pushed together to make one letter i want to say anus but i know that's not right
1: <laughs> enus i guess enus
0: <laughs> maybe enus which is not much better
1: <laughs> or Anias, anayas maybe i don't Anais, know Anias,
0: yeah maybe anayas mckenzie jesse l lasky jr jack Garris and Frederick M. Frank, and don't, and don't forget um, Moses
1: because it is based on the Bible. Oh
0: yeah, and Moses. Well, he didn't write the screenplay.
1: <laughs> Original story by Moses. Excuse
0: me, I'm here to help with the screenplay. I heard, are you writing? Is it a, a spec script?
1: <laughs> I need the work.
0: They're kind of gonna tow my car. I'm living with a crazy old lady from the silent picture era says she you knows Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> Moses.
1: <laughs> well, we? how did we get to this mashup? It's the, it's the DeMille connection. It's six degrees of Cecil B. DeMille.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> the screenplay is based on Prince of Egypt by Dorothy Clark Wilson, Pillar of Fire by J.H. Ingram, On Eagle's Wings by A.E. Southern, and uh, The Holy Scriptures by, um... <laughs>
1: We don't really know, actually.
0: Dudes. <laughs> and it stars Charlton Heston as Moses and God. Mm. He was he was the sleepy God voice that we hear throughout the entire movie.
1: <laughs> well, they they forgot to tell him until the last day of production that he had to do that voice. So there you oh, know.
0: Here go. Oh, I'm surprised Cecil B. DeMille didn't do God's voice, <laughs> right? Uh, f- oh, and also here's a neat thing: Fraser Heston. As baby Moses, hmm.
1: nepotism—the one,
0: the one that his his birth mommy tries to drown in the Nile, and then it's unsuccessful, and the, the bassinet gets away. That's what the story was, right? I was trying to murder my baby, and then the bassinet got away from me. <laughs> I
1: meant to do that.
0: I'm sorry. They call it an ark. His little ark.
1: Yeah, his little wicker arc.
0: A little wicker ark. <laughs> Yul Brenner, Anne Baxter, Edward G. Robinson, Yvonne DiCarlo, Deborah Paget, John Derrick, Sir Cedric Hardwick as the pharaoh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Famed Egyptian actor, Cedric
0: Hardwick. Sir, Sir Cedric Hardwick, Nina Fach, Martha Scott, Judith Anderson, Vincent Price, John Carradine, Olive Deering, Douglas Dumbrill... <laughs> Frank Dakova, Henry Wilcoxon, Edward Franz, Donald Curtis, Lawrence Dobkin, H.B. Warner, and Julia Fay, and thousands upon thousands of extras. Music by Elmer Bernstein. Cinematography by Loyal Griggs. Uh, Loyal? That's a first name?
1: You knew you could depend on him.
0: I'm loyal. This is Steadfast. <laughs> I don't know where unreliable is. <laughs> Edited by Anne Balkins, I guess. Balkin.
1: Yeah, that, oh, sure, whatever. Sure. She's probably dead anyway.
0: More likely. Production company Motion Picture Associates, distributed by Paramount Pictures. It was released on November 8th, 1956. Running time. 3 hours and 58 minutes. Woohoo! With an intermission, an entrance music and get the fuck out of the theater music. <laughs> the budget, which was the most expensive film adjusted for inflation at the time ever made, it was the most expensive movie ever made, 13 million dollars. Total box office, 122.7 million dollars. Oh, I hope Cecil B DeMille gets to make another picture after <laughs> Moses 2, I guess, or something. <laughs> Moses, Oh, that's too. right. He died. He died right after this. <laughs> Fuck him. Um. <sighs> so, you ready? Let's do See, it. To strap in our sandals. <laughs> to to wander around the fucking desert for the or or a series of sound sound stages for the next <laughs> four hours.
1: Oh, I suppose we have no choice. No, no, we
0: roped ourselves into it. Yeah. Okay, guys, you're ready. We're about to walk like an Egyptian. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> The Ten Commandments. Take it away, Steve. Oh,
1: boy. Well, you know, the best way to start a super long movie. Is, always, is
0: with a massive egotist.
1: <laughs> is always to have footage of the director come out from behind a curtain and yeah, explain like to you. play
0: pretend that he's actually in the theater with yeah, you. Right, right. And
1: explain to you what you're about to watch. That's always the uh-huh. best. That's a really dynamic opening for your epic Bible with movie. With
0: all the enthusiasm of a high school vice principal telling an, uh, an auditorium of rowdy children what Friday's lunch menu was going to be.
1: <laughs> and I guess the reason he did this, other than that he just really wanted wanted to be on screen in the movie is maybe they were afraid there were still some people who were a little skittish about seeing uh, a Bible story dramatized like this, because most of the big Bible epics had been sort of derived from side details, and this was I
0: guess this was a lot of manufactured bullshit. This was,
1: yeah, but it was supposedly <laughs> adapted directly from the scriptures.
0: Manu-fa- oh, so it was uh, derived from the scriptures and all of these other books yeah. that were manufactured bullshit.
1: <laughs> that he mentions as well. Like, he basically, uh-huh. he says, now look we have there's a whole bunch of Moses's life where folks let's admit it we really don't know what the hell he was doing so (laughs) so we took some stuff from some other books I'm sure you won't mind anyway I hope you enjoy it oh by the way it's three and a half hours long
0: bye 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 (laughs) time to have my final heart attack yeah. <laughs>
1: which he suffered while watching the premiere no um <laughs> he didn't no he didn't he didn't but um so we he, go from that to g-
0: we get the go yeah
1: we get the uh we get the the opening credits
0: the red paramount label, yeah which is good jarring by the way yeah
1: because they I, they use mount sinai as like the paramount yeah. mountain it's like ooh, yeah, that's where God
0: lives. yeah
1: <laughs> i'm sure the studio head loved that <laughs> hey that's awesome really good job <laughs>
0: Hey, our symbol is now where God lives, everybody.
1: <laughs> What's your symbol, Warner Brothers? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. fuck you.
0: And this is where we get the narration, right?
1: Um... Yeah, after the yeah, well after the the interminably long credits, right?
0: Oh well, they have to show us every single person that was in it and everyone yeah. that worked on it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because back in the old days, they did that first. Now they do it yeah, at the end, because so you can no just one leave.
0: would stay. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> no one wanted to stay to the no one would stay at the end of the movie. They would just get up and leave, and then no one would be able to read who was in right. it. Right.
1: And back in the fifties, the union was much more powerful, and they said, no, 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 you're putting it at the beginning.
0: Look, I paid two dollars for this movie. I ain't getting up right at the beginning because they put the credits there.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and and then we get the narrative. Which is does, yeah, Which is by hopefully. Cecil B. DeMille.
0: <laughs> yeah. And he starts saying in the beginning and I was like, Oh shit, we're starting at the very beginning yeah. of the Bible. How long is this movie again? Oh my god.
1: I guess, you know, in case you wonder while you're watching it, where'd all these people come from? What is this place? <laughs> Is this Earth? Where did this all come from? You have to start at the very beginning.
0: Yeah, you have to explain that, you know, it's basically previously in the Bible. Yeah. Really truncated shots of, like, overcast clouds.
1: Yeah, and he basically explains God created the Earth, and God created man, and God gave man dominion over the Earth, and then man kind of turned out to be a bunch of dicks, and they started to take dominion over each other, and they kind of ignored God. So that yeah, brings us up to somehow- speed. Yeah,
0: somehow... God's chosen people wound up as a bunch of slaves.
1: Yeah, exactly, because
0: that's and <laughs> because God doesn't only, give a shit about his chosen people. Exactly, and there's only one great shot in that opening bit, and that's the the, 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 the highly the high perspective shot of slaves pulling something, and it's all done in this red swat. That's a great that shot. That is a really
1: good shot, yeah. yeah. Um,
0: Don't get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: he was tired by the time he made this movie. He was 70 something. Oh no, boy, he was. Um, but yeah, so we. that's the setup, is that here we are we're in ancient Egypt God's chosen people the Hebrews have been enslaved yeah and... because
0: that's what happens when God choo- chooses a people they immediately all become slaves yeah
1: yeah. you know God isn't always the nicest guy he's not the most attentive mm-hmm. uh, champion um,
0: you would have to think these guys the, the, the Hebrew slaves they have a God that they worship and they're all slaves and then they look at the Egyptians and they have a multitude of gods that they all worship and they're doing great exactly
1: <laughs> they're the ones that have the slaves <laughs>
0: <laughs> and they're like no no our god is the true god. You're all slaves. No, he's the true god. Your grandmother just got crushed by a boulder that was kicked on her from the from the pharaoh and no one's going to do anything about it. Our god's greater. He just ate a tiny tiny bit of a hippopotamus and threw the rest of it away. <laughs> you eat a handful of grain every two weeks. Our God is better.
1: <laughs> and you know what the best part is? Is that they don't even have the Bible yet. They don't They don't even know what God's name is. They just like, no. Yeah. Oh, but trust us. Our God is the best God.
0: They call him like a Voldemort name. He who has no name yes. or he who is not named or something.
1: Yeah, like that. It's like, yeah, it's like Moses is like, what's your God's name? Well, I don't know.
0: Yeah. It would be rude to ask. <laughs> we, just, we just never asked. We figure he'll
1: tell us if he wants to.
0: But hey, Steve, we gotta start this movie with something that I hating every single movie that it's ever that I've ever seen it in. Oh, what's that, Jason? Uh prophecy. Oh yeah. So what's going on with this prophecy thing? Well, the the
1: thing is the uh the Egyptian the Egyptians have enslaved the Hebrews and they've got them building shit. Oh by the and- way,
0: all of the Egyptians, they're all white, so, so don't worry. They're all white. <laughs> Some of them have darker brown body paint, but they're all white and they all kind of talk and act more like Romans. Yeah. So don't worry. <laughs> Their culture is basically Roman culture, but with a, a veneer of Egyptian Painted on it,
1: great. Yeah, it's like it's like ancient Rome, but with more gold plating.
0: The, uh, are, the soldiers even do the, the 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 chest bump thing.
1: Salute. <laughs> yes, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the there there is a a feeling. There's like a prophecy among the slaves, among the Hebrews, and the reason why they uh, the,
0: which gets confirmed by Pharaoh's high mucky muck.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because there's a scene. Well, is there, there's a scene with Pharaoh and, and his astrologer, and yeah. he's like, uh, the. It's it's like
0: uh well the stars say that you're going to find love on Friday but it won't last terribly long and uh, and definitely money will be coming your way next month so you know just keep doing what you're doing
1: yeah oh and by the way uh <laughs> the the savior of the hebrews has been born so that's going yeah. that's going to come up in about 30 years or so
0: that'll probably be bad. He's going
1: to free all the slaves and bring down your empire. So anyway,
0: mm. you know, he's been born like now. Yeah. Like
1: it just happened. So Pharaoh, mm. Pharaoh kind of freaks out mm. and he's like, well, I'll fix this. Let's just kill all the babies.
0: If by freak out, you mean <coughs> not even get up from his chair. No,
1: yeah, He doesn't freak out so much as he coldly orders <laughs> the execution of all the children <laughs> in the kingdom of all the Hebrew like, children. Oh,
0: that's, that'll be troubling. That'll be very inconvenient. Um, just to be on the safe side, kill every firstborn, every Hebrew, firstborn kill all of them okay 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 right i'll have another bite of that hippo and then kick it into the room. exactly please.
1: and that's basically it like i don't even know if we see him again he's like he's like i'll kill all the firstborn sons
0: anyway what's we next? don't <laughs> <laughs> he's a plot device that's So all he's there for
1: yeah so he uh he orders all the firstborn males to be killed and uh we meet who turns out to be moses's mother Moses' birth Moses's mommy. Moses' birth mommy. And she's like, I don't think I'm okay with my my baby being killed.
0: Yeah. So plan A for her was put a newborn baby in a basket and set it adrift in the river. Yeah,
1: which I guess it's not quite as monstrous if you assume as that... As getting
0: stabbed by a sword? Yeah.
1: It, you know, yeah. she's like, well, maybe he'll survive. <laughs> Mhm. You know. Oh, and but to make sure, see, cuz she is a good mom though. Remember, she she has her other child, her daughter, follow mm-hmm. the basket down the river to make sure it gets picked up by somebody.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So she endangers Smart. the life of her second child. I know
0: there's crocodiles and hippos in this in this river, but uh, can you follow the bassinet all the way down the river until either <laughs> it gets eaten by one of those two animals or just goes right out to sea? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it, luckily, it just basically floats right around the corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently
1: to this uh little spot where the the daughter of the pharaoh uh is hanging mm-hmm. out with her girlfriends.
0: Yeah, where all these gorgeous Egyptian rich princess babes Bathe fully clothed, yeah, they're, like they they want to do, like it's depicted in all the hieroglyphics, right? Steve? Exactly. They're, they're never naked. Well, why would they be naked? Why would that they? Makes no sense. Considering that most of the hieroglyphics show that women just walked around with no tops on most of the time.
1: Uh, well, the, clearly the hieroglyphics are not to be trusted because they didn't they didn't show a bunch of white women either.
0: Uh, you and know. also remember this this movie is super accurate. I guess. Sure. Well, it com- Did you know that that Charlton one of the reasons Charlton Heston was cast was because he know knew a lot about ancient Egypt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I would say but that the was the right wrong period move.
0: of ancient, he knew the, the wrong period of ancient Egypt, but, you know. Yeah, what's you the know, what
1: difference? Pyramids, sphinxes, who gives a shit? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, one of the women down at the river is, uh, what's her name? Bithia. Prin- Princess Bithia and she don't got no baby no because her husband is dead dead and all the girls are talking about it right in front of (laughs) her
1: (laughs) which i guess must happen every time they hang out i mean what are the odds
0: and the the the, the mammy the uh what's her name Mamoset? marmos yeah memnet nurse nursey mamnet yeah who is this old slave nurse is like shut up bitches can't you see you're hurting her feelings
1: look she's just wading out into the river Yeah, you're really fucking with her now. Come on,
0: come on, go back to throwing this gourd back and forth. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the most there's a lot of gourd business. The in most this popular scene. game of the time, the gourd Throw toss, the gourd. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Bithia finds the basket containing the baby.
0: Yeah, she finds a little baby. Yeah, in the basket. she
1: opens it up. She's like, "Oh shit, a baby!" So she turns around and she's like, "Everybody get out,
0: except for you." Yeah, uh, ma'am, mam, mam mam net,
1: <laughs> mam net, and, and everybody leaves and she brings the basket up and she's like check it out baby
0: what's up the gods, the god's gave me a baby yeah, that's... and mamnet's like that's a slave baby yeah
1: look he even has a slave blanket <laughs> he, yeah he has a blanket with a hebrew pattern on it this is a slave baby you can't adopt just this like baby just like superman yeah yeah exactly <laughs> there might be there might have been some cribbing going on you know from what one else? story to the other
0: Mamnet's like, I'm gonna tell everybody that you're trying to make this Hebrew baby your baby and and no, that can't happen. And she's like, You're gonna shut up or I'm gonna murder you. Right here, right now, Mamnet. So shut up. <laughs> I was babyless, and now I'm babied. <laughs> Yay,
1: me. Mamnet's like, Alright, fine, but I'm gonna keep this cloth just in case I can use it to blackmail you when he's a grown man.
0: And I'm really good at holding a long <laughs> That's right.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck this little cloth under my shirt every day when I get Get dressed for the rest of my life
0: and <laughs> wait
1: and just wait for the perfect moment
0: Okay, now we crossfade, right?
1: Yeah, because now we skip ahead, I guess, 25, 30, however many years. and the ba- However old Moses is yeah, supposed she, to be now. It's, we, we, the, the baby was named Moses because yeah, she said she I drew I, I drew him out of the water, so I'll name him Moses. Uh, uh,
0: can you explain what that means? Um,
1: well, I don't think the movie does explain it. but No, it doesn't. But, I'm
0: going to name him Moses because I drew him out of the yeah, water. The, Great. What does that mean? What does the word Moses in,
1: mean? In Hebrew, apparently, according to the source I've looked up, which is... The, mm-hmm. the synopsis on internet movie database um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the name comes from the Hebrew word Moshe which means mm-hmm. to draw so mm. there you go
0: so this Egyptian princess wanting to disguise the <laughs> um, background of this baby gave the baby a Hebrew name yeah
1: you know nobody said she was a uh, you know
0: none of the Egyptians went why did you name your baby a Hebrew word No reason. <laughs> nobody
1: ever said she was a genius she just wanted a baby
0: and don't worry um, by the way because I, I wanted to start a count as to how many people say moses in this movie and i gave up after five minutes because <laughs> people say moses over and oh, over. Yeah. And you're not forgetting who charlton heston is who, who is that character <clears throat> because sentences begin and end with moses moses
1: go build me a city moses
0: moses i'm going to the bathroom moses
1: <laughs> moses do you want chicken or beef moses moses Anyway, so now he's grown up and he's he's become uh, a prince in the the court of the and pharaoh a and a general. Yes, he's and as we meet him as an adult, he's just coming back from a conquest of Ethiopia.
0: Yeah, and they're all throwing flowers just like any other Roman, sir, Egyptian, Egyptians. Ceremony.
1: Yes, absolutely, Egyptian.
0: Everyone loves them, some Moses and
1: <laughs> and the uh, the Pharaoh now is uh, Seti, yeah. who was and he's
0: got a daughter. Is it or no? Uh, a, a niece, a niece, yeah, niece who really loves Moses. Yes, and her name is Nefertiri. Yep, Nefretiri. Nefretiri. I ain't remembering that. <laughs> Fuck it. Her name's Nefertiri, and she's like, I love me my Moses. <laughs> But Ram- who else loves Nefertari? Uh,
1: Ramses. Ramses played, played by Yul played Brenner. by Yul Brenner, baby.
0: Yeah, a man with a thick, thick accent who somehow is the spawn of someone who's three shades lighter than him and British. <laughs> yes,
1: Yul Brenner plays the son of Cedric Hardwick. So just keep that in mind. We don't meet the mother. I assume that's where the explanation lies.
0: Right, exactly. Um, but now we're gonna get a floor show. A kind of really racist floor show. Yeah,
1: it's just, you know, if you you started to get uncomfortable that all the characters are played by white people so far, just wait, you're about to get a lot more uncomfortable when you see how they use the only actors of color in this entire movie.
0: Now, Uh, I will say this much. Okay, so what happens, we're in the throne room, and Moses is all like, I'm pimping it, and here I come with all the stuff I got, because I went to Ethiopia, and hey, Pharaoh... I love you. And Pharaoh's like, I love you so much. (laughs) Moses, you're so great. And Ramsey's like, what about me, father? Fuck, go fuck. You were supposed to build me something, weren't you? (laughs) Yes. Why why isn't it done? I, shut up. Moses is here. Hi, Moses. (laughs) What'd you bring me? Um, Tributes. Bring in the dancing tributes. And people come in and they got gold and myrrh. Yeah. Whatever fucking shit they had <laughs> back in the olden times.
1: And Moses says, "I have, I have however many barges full of these treasures on on its yeah. way. Like I basically, I'm the man. I conquered Ethiopia. Uh-huh. I made them yeah. I made them our allies. They're gonna yeah. pay us a whole bunch of money from now on, and I'm awesome. Here they come. Yeah,
0: here come the here come the leaders of Ethiopia. I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, they came along, which was nice of them, you know.
0: And dudes, like, we got this emerald here. Take it. <clears throat> here, here, Moses, you're awesome. And Pharaoh's like, wow, getting a gift." from a former enemy. That's so hardcore. <laughs> Ramses is like, I one time, shut up! <laughs> you do not speak! <laughs> and then, Nefertiti's n- nifer- <laughs> is like, hey, that woman is really kind of pretty. I'm jealous of everyone and everything when it comes to Moses. Yeah. And then the two leaders of Ethiopia shuffle off to disappear. Yep. I mean, the the pharaoh's like, make them comfortable. Awesome. We've got new friends. They're going to guard our southern border, right? Yeah
1: yeah the okay. the I, so it could have been worse yeah, yeah the, I, I think, mean
0: if this was made 1930 yeah. they would have been like coming in in conga drums yeah, it, and in chains it, it's,
1: it's yeah it's not as insensitive as it could have been and I mean no. the, the point of it is to establish that Moses even though he is an Egyptian prince in general that he warlord yeah that he's he's relatively reasonable like he didn't uh-huh. he, he conquered them but technically he didn't conquer them he made them allies he, yeah. he sort of he hugged it out yeah. he
0: hugged it out with the Ethiopians and that's like, and they gave him all their shit. Exactly. <laughs> he, they,
1: he, he, a man with a vastly superior military force, made friends with mm-hmm. them, um, and that sort of right. becomes Moses's defining trait relative to as compared to Ramses, because Ramses is all about you know whip the slaves, make them work, starve them, you know, push them to the limit. And Moses is like, maybe we can be nice to them,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and Ram. But that doesn't. He has to
0: get a job first because then Pharaoh's really pouring it on Ramses about how what a fucking loser he is, and he's like. I have a great idea. How about you make Moses build this thing? Because it's possible. I can't get them to do it. I don't know how many slaves I kill. They still refuse to work fast. And Moses is like, I will do anything for my Pharaoh. Pharaoh's like, I love you so <laughs> much, Moses. <laughs> you build the thing, the treasure house, okay? And, um, hey, uh, what's your name? Son, my firstborn. Ramses, uh, father. Ra- right, Ramses, Ramses. <clears throat> I want you to go find uh, – there's been rumors about this chosen one or the, the – what do they keep calling him? The, dest- the the Savior of the Hebrews, whatever his name is. Yeah. I, I've been hearing rumors about it, and you're going to bring him to me if he exists. And if he doesn't, it will keep you out of my no, – I was going to say out of my hair, but I'm bald under this. <laughs> but, I mean, just go away, could you? Would you do that? I'm, M- Moses is here. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I just
1: really want to hang out with Moses right now.
0: Moses, can I can I change my name to your name? <laughs> I want to be Moses. <laughs> Hard cut to slave love. Yay! What happens, Steve? Where are we go now? Um, do do we
1: go to uh, what is it? Uh, the Genosha or yeah, where they're where making, they're making they're the, the for, they're, yeah. they're building the big thing that the Pharaoh once built. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah right. and we meet uh, Joshua yeah. and uh, Lilia, and right, Lilia, yeah, and they're the water girl, the water girl, right, the water Lily. <laughs> Get mm. it? Um,
0: <laughs> you're a water Lily. Yeah,
1: my name's Lilia. Shut up! Don't touch me.
0: Everybody wants Lily. Yeah, that's true. Apparently, so
1: yeah, and they're they're Hebrews, they're slaves. Uh, mm-hmm. Joshua is a stone cutter. Lilia is the water girl. It's her job to give water to the starving, dying slaves. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and uh, they're in, and they're moving this gigantic block of block. Yeah. This huge granite block. And uh, an old lady, who's supposed to grease the way for the block to move, she's in front of it. She gets her bag caught underneath the, the stone, and the bad old Egyptians are like, We don't care! Crush her! <laughs> right,
1: because they're pushing this giant stone. It's going to end up flat up against another giant stone, and yeah. she's just going to get pancaked. And she's screaming yeah. for help, and Joshua's like, Stop! Stop! You know, we have yeah, to cut her loose. he
0: fights a dude. Yeah,
1: he, he, he strikes an Egyptian, which yeah, is... but
0: luckily... Everybody's favorites, there, right? Yeah,
1: well, he's there in the sense that he's in the same city. Like they, the, the old woman yeah. te- says to Lilia, "Go, go up, beg for mercy from Moses."
0: Oh, and this is when we meet Dathan.
1: Yeah, that's right, played by Edward G. Robinson.
0: Yeah. Yes, and he's like, "Hey, you mugs, I'm bad and evil, and I side with the Egyptians." Meh. Nah. and everyone's like, "Fuck you, Dathan!" God, nobody
1: goodness. likes you
0: jerk. And then Moses shows up and he's like, hi, old lady. And he cuts her out. And then they're like, hey, you gotta kill Joshua because he struck an Egyptian and that means death. And he's like, no, I don't feel like
1: it. <laughs> I'm the nice prince.
0: Is that where he says blood makes poor mortar? Yeah. Is that where yeah, because yeah, yeah,
1: he's trying to, he asks the, the master builder played by Vincent Price, like, why were you just gonna crush the old lady, dude? And he's mm-hmm. like, uh, we, we crushed ten old ladies a day. Who cares? That's their job. Yeah.
0: B- grease in front and get crushed Yeah, if sometimes. they get stuck,
1: there's there's ten more old ladies right behind her i mean who gives a shit right,
0: exactly and
1: and moses is like then, well blood makes poor mortar
0: yeah and also hey do you guys eat you, do you guys slaves eat no okay there's a whole bunch of grain in the temple granaries go get it and eat it and they're like we love you moses <laughs> and then dathan rats him out to freaking rams yeah
1: Do you mean they're eating the grain that we had stored up for the gods
0: i'm gonna tell my daddy and then he's not gonna love him
1: anymore. yeah that'll fix it That'll show that Moses.
0: Yeah, and so then they show Moses looking through a thing while the temple of treasury or whatever the hell it is is getting Yeah, built. he's
1: he's raising like uh the Washington the Monument. Yeah, the obelisk yeah. to SETI and everybody's all And the Pharaoh shows yeah, up. Yeah, the Pharaoh shows up and he's like, Hey, I called for you and you didn't come. What what's going on? And Moses is like
0: doing something more important. Yeah,
1: he's like, I had to raise this obelisk thing or it was gonna break. So just give me a second, I'll be right with you. You want your city built or yeah. not? And he raises the yeah. obelisk and it's it's all beautiful and Big perfect yeah, metaphor. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, boy, Seti sure is happy when he sees that Seti baby the, go up.
0: I know exactly how that feels whenever I'm
1: around oh. you, Moses. <laughs> oh. I'm conflicted. Wonderful. Good job.
0: <laughs> and Ramses is like, see? He's not he's he's a traitor. And, and Moses is like, oh, yeah, would a traitor do this? And he shows off the city, and he's like, there, see, It shows. It, this is all about you. Yeah. You're awesome. And
1: he shows the gigantic statue.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he goes, oh, yeah, what about this? And he throws back another curtain, and there's a rear screen projection of a giant statue. And he says, look, a statue to you, because I am loyal to you, Seti. I love you. And Seti's, Seti's like, Ramses, you said he was a traitor. and You made me doubt my faith in Moses. You're oh
1: God, I hate you so much right now.
0: By the way, what about that job I gave you about finding the savior of the Hebrews? How's that going, Ramses?
1: (laughs) Well, I haven't exactly found it. I mean, I've been looking around and...
0: Yeah. So everything's everything's going Moses right now. Everything's turning up Moses yep. at this point. Oh, and we also forgot to say that uh, uh, Nerf Titties, Nefrodurus, whatever her name, Nefret, ne- Nefretiri, is totally in love with, with Moses. And Moses is totally in love with her. And it's everyone's talking about how Moses is going to be the next Pharaoh. Right,
1: which is unusual because... Nor, because
0: fuck Ramses. <laughs> Ramses.
1: Ramses is the blood child, is the, 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 yeah. the biological son of, of the Pharaoh. So normally it would be Mm -hmm. him, but Moses is just so awesome and everybody loves him so much that the Pharaoh is basically like, nah, it's going to be Moses and he's Mm going to marry Nefertiri because the deal is whoever gets to be Pharaoh next marries Nefertiri. She's like, she comes with the package. Uh, yeah, exactly. And Ramses is like, I'm going to be pharaoh, and I'm going to marry her. And yeah,
0: and yeah, and 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 Nef-R-Bubu and him are totally in love. And then uh, she's in her uh, room. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Mammy Mamories comes in, and she's
1: like, "I'm still alive," <laughs> and I,
0: I'm angry. I'm still pissed off. <laughs> and she's like, "Look, look, this cloth." This elite Levite cloth. This is what this is what Moses is wrapped in because Moses is a slave, and I won't let I won't let a Hebrew sit on the the Pharaoh's throne. How about them apples? I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> oh, you're killing me yeah. now. Oh, well, this backfired.
1: Never. like, hey, what's that? And she looks and she pushes her <laughs> out the
0: window, and then right after she kills her, which happens off screen. By the yeah. way. Um, Moses shows up, and he's like, hey, and she's like, I love you. And then a servant runs in and goes, hey, mam- mammary glands has just died. She fell off of the walkway, and she's dead. And <laughs> Nefertiti is, is like, uh-huh, yeah, that's too bad <laughs> <Shit>. about that. <laughs> Later. Moses is like, she's served you loyally for years. Why aren't you more upset? I don't care about her. I only care about you. And then, uh, oh, no, you know what happened? What happened? <sighs> Well, Nefertiti isn't good at covering up crap. Uh, no, she... And she left the Levite cloth right on the ground for Moses to find. Ah, uh,
1: Neferbubu, what are you thinking?
0: Yeah, and so now Moses is like worming the information out of her. Yeah. And she's like, well, I'm a I'm a Hebrew.
1: <laughs> so that's why I got that name. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Weird. Yeah. Um. But I got to confirm all this stuff. And I, here's something I want to know. How did Memnet know who Moses' mother was? Because she brings up, well, she, while she was alive, she brings up the fact that she knows who Moses' mother is. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she fills How in a whole bunch of that? backstory that we don't get to see. Not that I'm complaining.
0: Memnet, <laughs> here's the deal. Memnet didn't, it wasn't her mother that came down to the water. There are literally hundreds of thousands of Hebrew slaves. Yeah. This was a baby it didn't have a note on it that said from the womb factory of whatever the woman's name yeah. is no <laughs> But they have her name, and then somehow Memnet has the name, and now Nefertiti Nefertiri <laughs> is gonna give him the name, and he's like, "I've got to find out." But first, I'm gonna talk to my mom. Right? Yeah, he talks to his mom first.
1: Yeah, and uh... and how
0: did her mom find out? How did his, his mom know who? Oh, wasn't Moses? Wasn't first mom? Was? What
1: didn't? Doesn't Memnet say that she took baby Moses back to his birth mother to be nursed?
0: How? Yeah, <laughs> I. I
1: <did. laughs> I've, that's pro
0: how did she know that's not that's, that's-, that's
1: probably why we didn't get that scene <laughs> she'll just say it and that'll be it
0: <sighs> so uh Moses goes to his mom and he's like, You my mom' <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she's like, yes. And he's like, okay, I got to go find this woman. And then she goes, I got to find this woman first. So she goes all the way to... Um, wherever um, wherever
1: his, his birth mother lives.
0: Yeah, because one of the things that happens when he's talking to his, to his mom is his mom is like, you're about to become Pharaoh, and then you can change anything you want. Right. Hey, Moses, listen to your mother.
1: <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut for a few more years.
0: If you want the slaves to get treated better, and Pharaoh's word is law, hmm. if you become pharaoh...
1: <laughs> Here, I will draw you a map. Look, this is you.
0: <laughs> no, listen. I'm about to make an increasing number of really stupid decisions from this point <laughs> forward. <clears throat> So his mom gets to what's his birth mother's name?
1: Yeshabel, I think. Yeshebel. Yeah.
0: She gets there first, and she's like, "Yeshebel, um, hi. You know who I am? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what's going to happen is that people are finding out about this. So I'm going to take care of all of you. Gold, everything. You're going to get get your get the other two junk kids. Hi. Who are you again? Who are the other two?
1: Um, Aaron, the brother, and Miriam, the sister. Right. Yeah, whatever. You
0: get all your shit. You're getting out of town. You're going away. I'm sending you to give give you a get a G- G- tattoo. Yeah. I don't I, know I, where I, she's one sending.
1: of them other Egyptians town just go
0: yeah and she's like oh yeah. damn!" he can never know the truth what truth mother Uh-oh! oh no it's moses found her somehow <laughs> did he just wander around the hebrew quarter going does anyone name know anyone named Yoshabel? <laughs> and they're like aren't 15 Yoshabels, there's only one you mean Yoshabel over on crescent avenue Yoshabel <laughs> What about Yoshibel on the Avenue of the Gods? Yeah. Yoshibel near the horse temple? Uh, we don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Could be of Bell who
1: things. lives above the
0: apothecary shop? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> so, um, basically, Moses gets the truth yeah. out of his birth. He form. drags
1: it out of her. She doesn't want to tell yeah. him, but he basically forces her to admit it.
0: Again, it's reinstated by both of them. You are a prince of Egypt that's about to become pharaoh. If this information comes out, you won't be a prince no more. <laughs> things will go get real bad. But if you become pharaoh, you can change things. You could free all the slaves on the very first day that you're in office. Please listen to your mother, Moses. <laughs> Either one. You now have two mommies. Pick the one that... Th- both of them are basically telling you the same damn thing. Nope. I need to go native. Yeah.
1: He says, I'm going to... I, I, the best thing I can do is to become a slave.
0: <laughs> so he... he. Now we get... What is it? It's... Uh, we get a short film about brickmaking. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> Exactly.
0: The narration comes back and explains everything that we ever need to know about brick making in ancient Egypt where they gather straw and they throw it in mud and then people dance and mix the mud and the straw together and then they make bricks. And uh, Moses is now one of the dirt guys. Yeah. Gathers dirt. And this is where we've met him earlier but now we really get to meet him this time and that's Baca the master bait. Master builder. <laughs> the master baiter. Well, maybe. And he's bad yeah. because slavery is that's bad. That's
1: right. And slavers are super bad yeah. especially when they enslaved Charlton Heston.
0: It was around this point that I started to wonder, hey, who is Moses' birth father?
1: Yeah.
0: His name is dropped. Yeah. But is he dead? Did he disappear? Did he run off? Yeah. We never get to we never get that information, really. It's all about mommies. Mummies, mummies.
1: His well, oh, um, you know. He, yeah, Moses already has enough problematic father figures in his life, don't you think?
0: Yeah, well, mm-hmm. he tries to get one father figure with one of the old guys dancing in the mud, but then the old guy stands up to one of the overseers and he's like, Here's here's a knife for you in the stomach. <laughs> and he throws a knife and it goes in his stomach and, and then Moses goes down picks up the guy and says you don't deserve to die in mud and for this happens a lot the guy the old man as he's dying goes well at least I got to see the face of the savior of the Hebrews Glack. <laughs> Yeah,
1: exactly and Moses is like who's that who, what? I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Can't be me. Uh-huh. Um, And then they say, hey, Moses, now you get, you, or you, dirt guy. Because they're not calling him Moses. Because right. no one recognizes him as the former prince of nope. Egypt. And they're like, get in that mud and stomp on it. And while he's stomping in the mud, who shows up?
1: Joshua, his no, old buddy. No. Oh, no, yeah, Nefertiri shows up. That's right, Nefertiri yeah. comes in.
0: Nefertiti shows up, and she's like, Nah-hah-hah. I can recognize him through all of the no disguise that he's wearing. Yes. <laughs> I need a cabin boy. Get him. And so he's like, go with her. And uh, he's all dirty. And Nefretiri is kind of like, I love you. I don't care that you're a uh, Hebrew. I don't care if you are born a slave. You are a prince of Egypt. I will always love you. Uh, only you. I probably, and this is a stretch, I may love you more than the pharaoh, but I mean, he really He, he you. still talks about but you, <laughs> dude. He still talks about you. <laughs> but I so totally love you. And listen, when you're pharaoh... You can make any law you want and free all the slaves. All of them. Free every single one of them. And still kind of be within the prophecy Yeah, that was said. Then you'll be Pharaoh and we can be together. Because I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. If you don't, you're going to either get killed or something. I'm going to wind up marrying that limp dick Ramses. <laughs> He's going to become Pharaoh, and do you really want all of the Hebrews under under Ramses' care? That's stupid. Hey, Moses, why don't you listen to Nefretiri at this point?
1: <laughs> why don't you listen to every person in your life who knows what's going on? And what they are nope. telling you.
0: So, um, meanwhile, back at the brick thing, um, Baka, who's sitting in his lounge, mm-hmm. is like, Mmm, that Lily girl, that water girl, come here. Hi. Oh, I like you. You're mine now. <laughs> uh, bye. <laughs> and he takes Lily. And Joshua's like, mm. That's my girlfriend. And she and she tries to warn him, Look, it's going to be dangerous if you take me. He's like, I don't care. Someone will come and try to kill you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> And so we cut now after the whole Moses thing, we cut to Baca's palace. I I
1: guess, yeah. His his pad, wherever he hangs out.
0: And he's dressed her up in this dress and he's like, That's made from crushed seashells <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, Maha and then Joshua shows up. He fought the battle of Baca and Lost. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he gets he gets tied up to uh, the pillars in Baca's uh room.
0: Yeah, but thankfully Moses shows up for absolutely no reason at all whatsoever. Oh, is there a reason why he's I don't there?
1: Know. He, he he is. I mean, he is kind of like Superman at this point. He just kind of <laughs> just kind of shows up. Wait a minute, what are you doing?
0: And then uh, Let's see What is it They, they kill Dath Who kills Dathan Who Baca. No who kills Baca uh, Doesn't
1: Moses kill Baca Because yeah.
0: Dathan was there earlier yeah. And he's like I'm leaving Not really I'm leaving Goodbye yeah. And he doesn't go And then Moses shows up They talk out loud About how he's actually a Hebrew Yeah Yeah uh, I'm actually Hebrew My mother is a slave I certainly hope No one overhears <laughs> this But I don't particularly care It seems like It's more important to me That I recognize my heritage Even though technically I'm dooming my people to, because he doesn't believe he's the chosen one.
1: No, all he knows is. I'm dooming. All he knows is that he's a Hebrew. Yeah. So.
0: But it's super important that the truth be known. Yeah, right now. That's the thing. <laughs> to him, it's like the truth needs. That's super important. It's more important than anything else. Fuck the greater good. Yeah. <laughs> I need the truth to come, to come out. And while they're making, they're having this chit chat back and forth after they killed Baca. Baca was strangled, right? Yeah. Okay. Who's over? Who's overhearing? Who's in the bushes? Oh, Dathan!
1: Listen. Dathan's over there yeah. hearing, and he's like, "I've got this motherfucker now."
0: Yeah, so we dissolve to uh, uh, Egyptian CSI, where <laughs> Ramses is there with one of the guards, and they're like, "Hmm, well, someone much stronger than than Baka must have overpowered him, cause, and so this was murder." And Dathan's like, Psst. <laughs> <laughs> "I want to make a deal with you, see." I want everything in a bag of chips for this information that I got, see? Because <laughs> Dathan wants the house, gold, girls, he wants That's everything. That's right. Because he knows he's got some choice information. Ramsey's
1: just going to be very happy to hear what
0: Dathan has uh-huh. to say. Uh-huh. Because he's like, and and Ramsey's is like, I could just kill you. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, listen. I'm going to tell you what it is, and then you're going to agree that you're going to give me everything I want. I want the oh, and I want Lily, right? That's the other yeah. thing he wants. He wants Lily because everybody wants Lily, and uh, the house. He wants the he wants a governor. Yeah, that's what he wants. And uh, Mo- and Ramses is like, that'll mean and he's like Moses is totally a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's the chosen one that everyone's been talking about. Isn't that great? And Ramses is like, finally, <laughs> <laughs> finally, my father will recognize me. <laughs> So then we cut to, uh, what do they call this? This is the anniversary Oh, the, the Jubilee. Septi-Dipti's dipti, septi yeah, Jubilee. Yeah, the Jubilee. But it looks more like uh, Egyptian solid gold, because there's a bunch of dancers <laughs> dancing around. Yeah. And uh, everyone's waiting for Moses, you know, Nefertiti and, and uh, you know, the pharaoh's sitting there with his big foam number one hand <laughs> that says Moses on yeah. it.
1: Well, yeah, because Moses had told Nefertiti that he would come back on the day of Jubilee. Yeah, he would
0: come back on the day of Jubilee. And then and, well,
1: and he does, <laughs> but he gets dragged in uh, in chains yep. because Ramses has
0: on a yoke yeah. with chains. And I was kind of like, "Hey, how's the whole going native thing yeah. going for you? Is this good? <sighs> you feeling good?" Hey, look, Moses, all that bad stuff that people warned you about is about to start (laughs) happening. Well, at least everybody knows the truth, eh, Moses? Uh (sighs) Uh-huh. And finally, well, he (laughs) Pharaoh only loses about half his boner from Moses when he finds out that Moses is actually a hero. And he's basically like, well, that settles it. Ramses is going to marry Nefertitis, and uh, this means death for you, I guess. But I can't do it. I can't because I love you so much, (laughs) Moses! Ramses will do it and Ramses is like I've got a better idea because this makes sense yep the prophesied one the one because even Moses then says I'm not I'm not I'm not uh, the chosen one but I do want to see all the Hebrews free all of a sudden because that's what I want um, and this chosen one that has been prophesied that will do bad things and free the people Ramses just doesn't go okay and chop his head off right there in the middle <laughs> yeah. of the thing he goes no I'm going to banish you because that's that's a worse punishment yeah right? sure sure banishment and uh,
1: he gives him his then, cloak.
0: No, then we see Dathan. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Because we see Dathan in his new estate. He's got the governorship. He's got Lilia. He's wearing a new outfit with all the fine clothing. And if <laughs> if you want to we'll go back and check this, he's got a big necklace on with a with a uh, a pendant on it that looks like a big letter H for Hebrew. <laughs> <laughs> I'm King Hebrew now. <laughs> That's <Rah>! right. <laughs> He's living it up. And then we cut to Moses up in chains, getting ready for the day that he's going to be uh, kicked out of, yeah. out of you know, Egypt, I guess. And he lets Nefertiti Nefertiri come mm. in. And she's like, I love you. I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to have to marry Ramses. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you're happy. They take him out to the outskirts of Egypt's land, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, Moses, your birth mother's dead. Bye. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just one final middle finger before they abandon him in the desert.
0: Maybe you should have kept your secret, idiot. <laughs> we're, oh, yeah, we're only going to give you one day's worth of food and water.
1: Yeah, and, and Ramses gives him a staff, and he says, here, you can use this to rule over the snakes yeah, and the you. scorpions, yeah, dipshit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Here's your robes of offith. The Levite cloth somehow has managed to become much bigger.
1: Yeah. They made it for him. That's what. That's just how much of a smartass Ramses is. Yeah, make him a nice cloak.
0: And then they kick him out, and he's got to go wander out in the desert. Yeah. It doesn't go well. No. But at least he has the narration as a companion.
1: Exactly.
0: And he's got to find another sound stage before he dies. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Does he, Steve?
1: He does actually. Ooh, he good. does. He he finds a a, a a whole flock of girls. Yeah,
0: he finds he just... Midian in the oasis of super babes.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And boy, they're happy to see him.
0: Oh yeah, they're like, "Oh, this man, he's unconscious. He's been eating nothing but potatoes." They're like getting super excited over a man. Yeah. But before they can all just start rubbing on him while he's unconscious, <laughs> a bunch of Malachites show up. Uh and they're rude.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're
0: bad. I guess. But look out, here comes Super Moses to the rescue. Right. <laughs>
1: Even though he's starving and exposed and every <laughs> other thing.
0: And he runs them off. And all the desert girlies now want a hunk of Moses. Mm-hmm. And, uh, except for the oldest one, whatever her name is.
1: Yeah, she's not into it so much. What's her name? Oh, what is her name? I don't care. Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: Incidental to the plot. That's Sephora? her name. Sephora. I guess. Yeah, Sephora. Maybe. Yeah. They take him back to his dad. No, he, they take they take him, him back, back to their dad.
1: To their dad. Yeah.
0: And he's like, "Hey, Moses." And he's like, "Hello. You want a job? Okay. That's it."
1: <laughs> and so it was. Turns
0: out that they worship the god who has no name or something. Yeah. And uh, they live right under the, the shadow of Mount Sinai, where which apparently, is where God lives. Apparently, God lives there. <laughs> and it's all at this point that Moses is like a little pissed off at him <laughs> yeah when he should be pissed off at himself
1: yeah because at but,
0: this point at the, from the moment he decided that the truth was going to be out from that from the mo- because here's the deal there very soon pharaoh is going to die okay from yeah. the moment pharaoh dies that is when the slaves could have been free and we have what 70 years of slavery yeah. Yep, thanks Moses Oh, anyway, so we get that and then Oh boy, we get a shearing festival Where all the girls yeah. shake their jublies for Moses And Moses is like, meh
1: Not into it, sorry Not into it It's not my thing anymore
0: We're gonna hang out with Sephora Who wasn't dancing for my pleasure or whatever He says something about uh, Pain in my heart is too deep It wouldn't be fair to the girls by Yeah,
1: because he still misses Nefertiri uh-huh. yeah. yeah
0: And we cut to Egypt Pharaoh is like, I'm dying Where's Moses? I'm Miss Moses. <laughs> I still love Moses more than you. Moses, his last word is Moses. Yeah. Moses. <laughs> well. And Ramses is like, well,
1: fuck him anyway. And I'm Ramses Pharaoh is now. Like,
0: it's a good thing that we found out about Moses because right then, all of the slaves would be free and everyone would be happy. Probably his mother would still be alive. I'm a winner. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna put a baby in you, never tear. <laughs> <laughs> So then we travel ahead an undisclosed number of years later.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Moses is settling in nicely. Among um, his new family, and yeah,
0: he's got a really—he's got a special needs kid, as near as I can tell. Yeah, just really bad at delivering his lines. And uh, someone says, "Hey Moses, is someone out in the sheep." Yeah, pretty much. Not again. Uh, uh, sheep are not to be used that way. <laughs> but it's Joshua. Oh, surprise, surprise! What is he doing there? He well, he escaped. Oh, good. He he got away. Oh, it only took him several years.
1: Yeah, yeah. And he stumbled through the desert and he found his way to Moses.
0: <laughs> Apparently, crossing that desert with no food and water isn't that big of a deal. Uh, you can do it, I guess, if you
1: really put your mind to
0: it. Uh-huh. Um, now, I can yeah. honestly say, I kind of drifted off. I started to stare at a fixed point at around this point. <laughs> We're at the two-hour mark in this movie. Uh, and there's two more yeah. to go. So, yeah. what happens right after that? He finds Joshua. He escapes. Does he tell him everything's awful?
1: Uh, yeah. And then it's... Yeah, Joshua kind of fills him in. He says, hey, every everything really sucks back home. Mm-hmm. I mean, if only if only we had been given a sympathetic Pharaoh after Seti died, but, you know, uh, I we, guess,
0: we, we didn't get that. It would have been nice, wouldn't it?
1: We, we got the worst Pharaoh ever. I mean, totally. Instead.
0: Just pie in the sky. Greatest wish I could have, honestly, Moses, is if we got a Pharaoh that just freed us all. That would have been great, wouldn't it? We might have even stuck around and 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 worked for wages and built stuff and worked <laughs> with the Egyptians to build up a mighty empire. But that's not going to happen now. Uh, now a... <laughs> dying by the fistful every day.
1: At this point, Moses is sort of looking in the opposite direction. Mm-hmm. I think I hear my wife calling me. I need to... Uh... Anyway, good Did to you see you, Did you know that
0: Ramses has sex with Nefertiri at the top of one of the pyramids every morning? <laughs> Forces everyone to watch. <laughs>
1: So anyway, I've been living here for the last few years. It's <laughs> really are embarrassing good. when
0: she calls him Moses.
1: Oh, boy. So uh, good to see you, Joshua. I I'm good not to done. See you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're cannibals now because they don't give us any food. None uh, whatsoever. Yeah? Yeah. But at least you know your, your birth mother didn't go to waste. <laughs> What's that? Is that a burning bush? I think that's a burning bush. Do you see that? Yeah. So, what prompts him to climb the mountain and go talk to the glow, the the sleepy glowing shrub that's in this movie?
1: They see a, they see a a burning bush. I don't know how they can see it from way down there because it's way the hell up on the side of the mountain. Yeah,
0: and the mountain is always red at the top and smoking. So, how did they notice that?
1: But they're like Moses is like, check out that burning bush. It's burning, but the bush isn't burning up. That's no. weird. I'm, I'm going to go see what that's all about.
0: Yeah. And so he climbs up there. Yeah. And he sees this glowing shrub. <laughs> and it has a really sleepy voice. Yep. Kind of like your dad talking to you on Christmas morning when you're insisting on getting up. And he's kind of like, we'll get up <sighs> in an hour to open presents. <laughs> Pretty much. What does is, what is the shrub want? What, who uh, is the shrub? Is that supposed to be God? The,
1: it's it's the voice of God.
0: I see. And
1: I see. Moses is like, okay, a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. If you're the God of the Hebrews, what's up with leaving them in, in slavery? Yeah. And the God Bush is like, you're going to free them, yeah. buddy. That's your job. It's not so my job. To work.
0: I mean, I know I made everything, but
1: whatever. Yeah, I've been waiting. Yeah, wait, my fault. I've been
0: waiting for you. Can't I get a break? What about, what about my needs? <laughs>
1: Nobody ever asks about the burning bush. It's always, what can the bush do for you?
0: Does this look comfortable to you?
1: (laughs) (sighs) So he's like, Moses, it's your job. You go free your people.
0: Yeah, no rush. (laughs) Go go free (laughs) them.
1: Just go whenever you're ready.
0: Yeah. Bye.
1: Yeah. Okay, well, thanks. You're
0: going to age about 30 years.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Hope you like the beard, because yeah, it's goes sticking up, around.
0: Yeah, he's got a—he's got—here's the thing. He, in—from ex- this point forward, Moses ages incredibly fast. Yeah. And as he's coming down, he had, like, a headcloth on, and he had this, you know, a little standard beard. But when he comes back down the mountain, his headcloth is off, he's got this long, luxuriant hair— Yep. And he's got, like, a full beard and this graying in, going on in the beard and everything. Yeah, he's
1: he's going full Moses now.
0: Yeah, and Joshua and, and Sephora are like, oh, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> he has seen God, I can just tell.
1: Yeah, then, he's like a completely different character now.
0: And he's like, I've come back. I know what I have to do. We have to go to intermission. Yeah. I mean, free my people. Intermission. Uh, intermission.
1: <laughs> we're only halfway there. <laughs> God
0: damn it. Yeah Okay, so we get a musical interlude, right? Yep, Every you get up, we... you
1: walk out of the theater, you stretch your legs, you try to decide if you want to go back in and see you the second half You stare at
0: the mirror in the bathroom for a little while
1: I paid for this, I guess I should watch the rest of it
0: Your first few fleeting ideas of atheism drift into your mind It's 19, <laughs> what, 1954? 1956? Yeah. 56, yeah no one's an atheist nowadays. This is crazy. But seeing this up on screen, presented like this, I believed in this. This is, <laughs> this is what I believe in?
1: Am I supposed to think this really happened?
0: No, oh, God will smite me if I think that uh... way. I'm just going to go in the stall, tug one out, because Nefertiri is really, really hot. <laughs> Sit down next to my wife who won't know anything. No, won't be the wiser. I think will be fine. I'll get her some jujubes. She likes jujubes. bees. Okay.
1: Uh, the music is ending. Okay, here we go.
0: Keep up the charade of the marriage. Let's go. <sighs> <Wow. laughs>
1: haven't even seen the Ten Commandments yet. <laughs> Ten Commandments.
0: <laughs> you won't. Um, so we're back to the movie. What happened Steve? Um, Moses comes a calling to yeah, Nefertiti. To, to yeah.
1: <laughs> he's like, "Hey, I'm back."
0: Yeah, I'm looking super old, and you guys haven't aged at all, huh? That's neither weird. one of you have aged a day.
1: Even though it's clearly been some time because you have like a 10-year-old kid now. Mm
0: -hmm. And then Moses is like, hey, let my people go. And Ramses is like, never mind, fuck off. (laughs) No. And then Moses and Ramses play Pokemon.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is maybe my favorite part of the movie (laughs) because Moses takes his, it's the famous passage from the Bible where Uh Moses takes his staff and and he's like, yeah, he's like,
0: snake, I call you. I choose you. (laughs) And Ramses is
1: like, whatever, big deal, I can do that. And he has his own people come down Uh and throw... And the exact same thing happens. Yeah. And Moses is like, oh, shit.
0: Yeah. Uh, And and we only... We don't actually get to see the fight between the snakes, because it's two against one. We keep cutting to other people who say what's happening, but we don't see it. And uh, even though Ramsey says that is a cheap animator's trick, (laughs) but... Moses still wins. His yeah. snake eats their snakes and then his snake turns back into a staff. Yeah, so I guess Penis that means metaphors.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I guess that means his God is better. Yeah. His god snake ate the other god snakes. I and don't instead know.
0: instead of killing him, which he could do right then and there, Ramses instead of just killing him, because he's now literally saying he's the chosen one.
1: Yep. He said he's the chosen one that they feared all these years, and yeah. he has come to free his people. That
0: thing, remember?
1: That thing you were... You Remember the last... The, the Pharaoh before the last one when he killed all the babies? Yeah. That was me. I'm he here. was trying to
0: kill. <laughs> but like a poor marksman, they keep missing the time. <laughs> Uh, so Ramses being all petulant goes hey i know we're gonna make your people make bricks without straw ha and that doesn't fly very well with the chosen people that moses wants to free does it
1: no because they have a quota yeah. they have to make so many bricks how are they gonna make bricks without straw son it's not they gonna immediately happen
0: immediately say let's stone the chosen let's stone the chosen one <laughs> They get so upset, they're like, we'll stone him! Fuck him! But Dathan's like, no, you're gonna make... Dathan actually says something that makes sense. We're gonna... You're gonna grab all the stubble, and we're gonna try to make as many bricks as possible. We're gonna grab the stubble of... Without hay, without straw, we're gonna do the best we can. Right? Oh, okay. (laughs) That Uh makes sense. And we get a scene with Nefertiri who's still got a lady boner for Moses. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we reaffirm that Joshua still loves Lily. Yep. And then Moses performs an act of terrorism. (laughs) Yes, he does. He shows up at the river. They're doing some river fucking ceremony.
1: (laughs) Because Pharaoh has decided to just let Moses kind of hang out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. and he shows up and he turns the Nile to blood all water into blood yeah and he's like it's gonna stay this way for a week
0: you know what this relates because there's a scene in which people are is it Miriam that's running around telling everybody to collect as much water as you can for seven days yeah because something's gonna happen but I'm not gonna say what it is but everyone gather water and and keep it for at least seven days worth of water and they're like why it's like because I have knowledge that I don't know we're never explained why she knows this but she's telling people to save as much water she never says because Moses is gonna turn all the blood, water and the blood. <laughs>
1: Moses is going to do something really fucked up. And Moses
0: doesn't even do it. He hands his staff to Aaron who touches the river and everything yeah. turns into blood. And now we're going to skip a few of the plagues. <laughs> yeah. There were a few more. In this four-hour movie, we'll skip the more interesting parts, shall we? Yes. So now the narrator is like, hey, there were frogs and bugs and and pestilence. This is gross. But never mind that. Yeah, fuck that. And then Moses goes up to Pharaoh again. Pharaoh doesn't kill him. Again. He's like, look, the frogs, so you made something weird happen with the water. That happens sometimes. Water turns red. I'm a skeptic. Um, The water turned red and all the frogs came out. That was where the frogs came from. And with all the dead fish and everything else, that's where all the flies came from and they were spreading disease. It wasn't a god. It was just a bunch of shit. It was a bunch of crap, Moses. I'm impressed. What else you got? Moses is like, I'm going to make hail fall out of the sky. That's going to burn when it hits the ground. How about that? And Pharaoh's like, okay, bye. (laughs) And then that's exactly what happens. Yeah. It's like, oh, hell no. (laughs) (laughs) I get it.
1: And then and Moses also tells Pharaoh that the, he will be responsible for the next plague.
0: Well, no, because he says his, there's going to be hail, fire, yeah. and in three days you're going to call for me again, yeah. right? You and your advisors, because you should just do what I say. Or kill me. I'm right here. <laughs>
1: I've been your rival for your entire life. Yeah. I'm your greatest enemy. There I'm is the greatest threat to your empire.
0: No reason to not kill me. It's not like I have a bunch of armed guards around me. I'm here by myself. You keep letting me enter and leave your own house, Pharaoh. Pharaoh. <laughs>
1: I'm walking around this whole time Pissing on everything you hold dear (laughs) Right in front of you
0: By the way, your wife totally tried to suck my dick Like two scenes ago She still loves me
1: I'm still not going to kill
0: him. Uh, and we get to spend more time with Pharaoh's ugly kid. Don't get attached to him.
1: No, no. Yeah, There, there is there is a very practical reason why he gets so many scenes. Yeah. It's coming up.
0: And then we have another throne, <laughs> throne room scene where we get a sudden personality shift for Netratides, mainly because we need to wash God's hands of some things that are in the Bible, and we're going to give them to the only other major female character. Yeah. In which she's like, hey, Ramses, I know you're thinking about caving to Moses. You're weak, and I won't like your boner anymore if you're weak. <laughs> and so Moses shows back up, and what happens to you? Oh, by the way, <laughs> Moses shows back up, and he's aged another ten years. Yeah,
1: he's... The weather, the Egyptian weather does not agree with him at all. <laughs> um, yeah, this is when... Uh, Ramses orders all the firstborns to be killed.
0: hmm And Moses... Another, another convenient way to keep God's hands clean of mass murder. Because yeah, what and- Moses says is, Hey, look, I'm not gonna do it. God's not gonna do it. Whatever you say, that's what's gonna happen to you. abye. Yeah, what is exactly. He, what does he say? I'm what rubber, is, your glue. Yeah, what does Ramsey say?
1: What? Oh, what does right he say? Right after
0: being told that, what he says, I want every firstborn. Oh, yeah.
1: I kill all the firstborn Hebrews, yeah. yeah. Or mm-hmm. kill all, yeah, kill all the firstborn Hebrews. And Moses is like, oh, you said it.
0: Yeah. So, you know. And then, remember, Nefertiti had this massive personality shift in the throne room just so that it will be her fault that Ramsey doesn't capitulate to Moses after three days of darkness and burning hail, right? Yeah. Yeah But now we have to Change her back
1: Right Because now she's come To plead for the life Of her child mm-hmm. She comes to Moses And says you're not really I mean You're not First, gonna kill
0: she goes Nefertiti goes to uh, Sef- uh, Sephora Sephora In which Sephora Tells her We're both she, All he has is God now He doesn't care give a fuck about me he doesn't care about either one of us, Nefertiti, because Nefer, Nefer, Nefertiti is going to get Moses' his wife and son out before right. the curse, because she realizes that that's the curse, the firstborn curse, right? Yeah. And um, Moses shows up, and he looks even older.
1: <laughs> yeah. And and he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah. Here, here's the thing. Um, Your son is going to die, because yeah, God's going to kill... God's going to kill all the Egyptian firstborn But she does,
0: because she does, she sends them to Geshea or wherever. Yeah,
1: yeah, G- Gershom or whatever, whatever. it is. Yeah. fucking Bible place. Well, whatever, yeah.
0: Uh, and Moses is like, God is sending his destroyer, and unfortunately it's not like the super cool one from Thor. It's just going to be a bunch of smoke. <laughs> but um, it's going to
1: kill all the babies. Yeah,
0: it's going to kill all the firstborn, including yours. And she's like, no, because I love you, you're going to protect my son, right? Like, nope. no, And then we got to be reminded of the Joshua and Lily thing where he's creeping around <laughs> Dathan's apartment. <laughs> yeah. And then Dathan shows up and she's she's mine, not yours. And Dathan's like, hey, you got to paint this lamb's blood over your door. And that way, whatever's coming will pass you by. How do you know that? I don't know. Shut up. Who told you that? No. <laughs> Just do it if you paint lamb's blood on your door, then death will pass you by, or pass over you.
1: Look, that's just how it works. Don't make me explain this to you. Just do it.
0: Uh-huh. We just know that somehow lamb's blood will save us. So, yeah, just do it. And then, uh, David says, no one's painting lamb's blood on my place. <laughs> and then Joshua does it anyway. And then we cut to somebody's house. Whose house is that? Is it Aaron's house?
1: Uh, maybe. Okay. I can't remember. And they're
0: all sitting around drinking to the gentle sounds of mass murder.
1: Yep. Ah, God is good.
0: But thankfully, birth mommy shows up. Bethia shows up. And she's like, hi. Remember me? The person that raised you? Yeah. The one that warned you? Now, I, I swear to God, Moses, all the firstborn are dying now? 30 years ago, you could have just said nothing and yeah. none of this would have happened.
1: You, l- you just had to do things the hard way, didn't you?
0: And now we all sit down to the table and we get a super morbid explanation of what Passover is. Yep. <laughs>
1: Who knew that the first Passover would be so depressing? Actually, I guess you probably figured it would be. Yeah. Yeah, you know, given the circumstances.
0: And it suddenly occurred to me, while watching this whole sequence, Isn't Pharaoh a firstborn?
1: (gasps) Yeah! Oh, that is a huge biblical plot hole.
0: Oh well, guess it doesn't matter.
1: Ah, fuck it. You can't can't have the story without Pharaoh, so, you know. Yeah, because
0: Pharaoh's up on his thing with all of his generals, and they're watching the smoke creep across, and he still doesn't believe it. And everybody's dying. And then one guy dies right in front of him, a grown man. Yeah. he was your firstborn Yeah, he sure was, asshole
1: (laughs) Oh shit, maybe there's something to
0: this (laughs) Uh. And then uh, uh, Ramses goes to his son Who's slowly dying, rather than rapidly dying Like everybody else, Mm -hmm. for some reason Mm. And Ramses has had enough, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, and he says You know what, Moses? Send for Moses Just just take your fucking people and your cows And whatever the hell else And just go, just get out of here Get out,
0: fine done sudden tone change <laughs> <laughs> remember we've just spent about a half hour as thousands of children die <laughs> yeah but now we're happy and there's horns they're they're e-walking the hell out of that opening scene blowing their horns all over oh, the place oh
1: yeah the ba- the dead babies have bought our liberation
0: but it's time to leave where Woo. are you going nobody knows but it sure is going to be a surprise <laughs> We're just gonna wander way the
1: hell out into the desert. Oh, and guess who else?
0: But guess who else has to go?
1: (gasps) Oh, poor Dathan.
0: Dathan has to go because they're like, "Hey, you're a Jew because you put the." I'm sorry, they never say Jew in this. You're a Hebrew because you put the you put the thing over the thing. You painted it. You're going too. And now we have this overly long montage of people getting ready to go. Yeah. You know, they're gathering all their livestock and all their stuff, and there's more narration, and people have goats and cattle, and I saw a flock of geese in there, and I'm like, those geese are not making it through that desert. <laughs> but what was most remarkable to me was how much stuff these slaves had. I know, where'd they get all this stuff? They had a lot of stuff, and they also had treasure, remember?
1: Yeah, oh yeah.
0: That came from where? Yeah. I don't remember that being part of the deal, but all of a sudden they have treasure.
1: Because if they were being paid, that means they weren't exactly slaves, right? Yeah, I mean they weren't. You don't pay your
0: slaves a salary. And of course, none of them know where they're going. But oh boy, yay, we're free! Yay, yippee, yippee! Meanwhile, the rest of Egypt is weeping.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's just what happens, I guess. And uh, Nefertiri, <sighs> Nefertiri finds uh, Ramses with the body of their son. Yeah. And he's all broken up about it. Yeah. And she's like, she you know. She has another personality
0: change. <laughs> she says. Because we got to keep God's hands clean.
1: <laughs> and she says, you know, you're a huge pussy for just letting them go, right? Mm hmm. You can't just let them go. What What kind of leader are you? They just walk right out after what they kill do all want, our kids? Do you
0: want the lastborns to die next, Nefertiri? <laughs> <laughs> But it works, doesn't it? Now he wants some revenge. He's
1: like, yeah, you know what? I am going to go kill him. Fuck him. Yeah. And then he says, I'm going to come back. I'm going to kill Moses. And then I'm going to come back. I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Because fuck you too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, the people get to the edge of the Red Sea. And this is where we start running into, hey, Moses, maybe these people weren't worth Freeing, because they are so easily convinced of things by former slave masters. Dathan is there amongst them, and he's like, "See, he's led you to ruin. We can always go back to Egypt." And lots of people are like, "Yeah, what? you lied to us. I know you got us our freedom, which was something that was never going to happen unless, of course, you became Pharaoh thirty years ago. That would have been awesome. But hey, wh- <laughs> where are you? What are you doing? Because now Ram- Ramses is coming with all of his soldiers that are going to kill us a lot and. They shouldn't worry, right, Steve? No, Moses has got this. He's got the power of animation on his side. Exactly. What he, happens?
1: He plants his staff down and he spreads his arms and he says, "Behold his mighty hand!" And the Red Sea parts.
0: No, first. No, there is a pillar of animated. Oh, that's fire. right. Yes,
1: he yeah he he puts a pillar of fire in place to hold the springs
0: the, from out of nowhere, and all a, of the Ramses people are like, "There's a fire pillar, Ramses." I don't <laughs> think this is a good idea. <laughs> Fuck you, Dathan. Despite the fact that he's just seen a pillar of fire spring from the desert floor, is still like, ah, oh, now what, Moses? man nah, we're all gonna die. And people are still like, yeah, Moses, you suck. <laughs>
1: it's like, uh,
0: do you not see the pillar of fire? And then Moses goes, fine assholes watch this then he spreads his arms yes and the red sea parts and then using he's the like... same special effects <laughs> techniques they did in 1923 except mm-hmm. this time it's in color right? so it's better it's better yeah, yeah, it's better, it's better I, guess. I
1: guess yeah and then he's like okay go Get yeah, he's run. like, go, get across.
0: It's bone dry. I know that there was th- it's a seabed, and it should be nothing but mud and completely impassable, but go, go, and everyone runs across because it's perfectly dry. And we have these overlong scenes of everyone racing across.
1: Well, it takes a long time to get across the Red Sea. I mean, yeah. you know, let's be fair.
0: And then I guess because it's really difficult to keep that many animators working for that long, God goes, okay, Pillar of Fire, gone. And as soon as the <laughs> Pillar of Fire goes, uh, Ramses goes, hey, I have the stupidest idea ever. Let's go after him. Let's <laughs> Run through the Red Sea! Of course, he doesn't go. He stays on the bank, but he orders all of his men into the Red Sea. Everybody dies!
1: (laughs) The Red Sea unparts, they all drown.
0: Yeah, and they're all on the other side.
1: Ramsey's face palms.
0: Yeah, everyone's on the other side, including Dathan, which someone should have put a knife in, because everyone hated him before they were free. He was not their friend. That's
1: a good point. I mean, the the Egyptians made him go, but why did the Hebrews have to take him along? Because they're just
0: just stupid trusting people
1: <laughs> yeah they could have just when they saw the sea beginning to close again they could have just said hey
0: dathan what's that
1: and just pushed him into the sea but no they didn't do that
0: yeah. then we cut cut back to pharaoh's throne room he comes walking in looking dejected i fully hmm. expected an to to go bad day at work honey yeah <laughs> <sighs> he threatens to kill her <laughs> doesn't nope they sit down on their thrones right yeah and then we skip another gigantic part of the Bible.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of stuff Moses did that didn't make it into the movie.
0: No. But now we we jump to Mount Sinai again. Yeah. Where we learn that the Chosen People... Oh, and we cut over a whole bunch of stuff. It's like, and then they went to Mount Sinai, and then Moses went back up to the mountain to receive God's laws. And there's a bunch of people, and boy, are they really easily manipulated Yeah, because they were too stupid to kick Dathan out.
1: Exactly. Moses is gone for five minutes, and Dathan is like, let's build a golden calf.
0: By the way, is Dathan immortal? Because he's been about 52 years old through this entire movie. I know. Looks- Moses
1: has aged a hundred years.
0: Ah. Yeah, he does. At this point, he's like 50 years older than yeah. everybody else in the movie. Um-
1: you guys, is Moses okay?
0: Yeah. But they're all like, Moses isn't coming back. He's probably dead up there. He's been gone for 40 days. Hey, I know. Let's uh, worship a new god. That sounds like a great idea. Moses led you astray. Now let's all have a gigantic freak out. <laughs>
1: And everybody says, okay.
0: They rapidly <laughs> make a golden calf yeah. out of the gold that's there. They've decided to sacrifice Lily to the... Is it Lily that gets the sacrifice? Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Everyone's dancing around just being crazy. There's a group of people that are like, Why, and now here's the thing I didn't pick up. Why does Aaron blame himself for this?
1: I guess he was supposed to be in charge.
0: Yeah, I guess, but he didn't do a very good job.
1: Yeah, Moses was like, you keep things in line while I'm up on the mountain rapping with God. We didn't see that,
0: because we we jump into this scene.
1: Yeah, because even uh, DeMille was ready for it to be over at this point. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, fuck it, we're cutting to him up on the mountain, I don't care.
0: So now we're up up on the mountainside, Moses is a little upset. He's like, I've done everything you told me to, (sighs) but don't worry, God's back, and he's animated this time. Yeah. And it's here at the 3 hour and 33 minute mark that we finally get to the title of the fucking movie. (laughs) Yep. Where God creates the Ten Commandments. And we have to listen to him write down every single one of them. Yep. With his little finger of flame, and he's writing it into the rock. And we cut back to people disobeying the Ten Commandments, who, by the way, don't know that the Ten Commandments even exist.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, technically they're not disobeying them.
0: No, that doesn't count, I guess. I, I mean, Ignorance it should Ignorance of the law is not a defense.
1: Yeah, I guess. <laughs>
0: And the narrator's, like, breathlessly talking about how they're doing orgies and sex and unnatural stuff.
1: Oh, it was, I mean, it's really messed up, you guys. Uh,
0: (laughs) 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 But basically, the narration is telling us exactly what we're seeing, which is what it's been doing through the most of the movie. And then God finally breaks off the tablets. Moses strokes them like they're they're special honey. (laughs) and uh he comes down and he's got the tablets and Joshua's like neat tablets and Moses is like yeah and Joshua says hey i hear the sounds of war down there and Moses is like no that is the song that is the sound of songs and revelry which i guess are a thousand times worse <laughs> yeah i
1: was hoping it would be war
0: <laughs> war God. would be preferable <sighs> so uh oh somebody's in trouble time to kill a whole bunch of god's chosen people
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep
0: <laughs> Nathan's there, and once again, he's like, hey, why follow him? You know, the guy who created a pillar of fire, split the Red Sea, God set us free. Why? I built you a golden calf. Yeah, look, this God's right here. And Moses is like, oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> And he throws the tablets at the Golden Calf and creates a fireworks show. Yep. And a big hole opens up, a big crack opens up in the ground. A bunch of people fall in it, along with Lois Lane in a late model 1970s Chevrolet. Yep. And, and uh, then we cut again, yeah. and we skip another huge part of Exodus. <laughs> like
1: another 40 years. Ah, oh, then they wander through the desert, blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah.
0: 40 years Moses is now Moses the White because he's yeah. got a full white beard and a huge thing of white hair. Yeah,
1: he's full Santa now. He's... <laughs> he's Moses.
0: <laughs> he's finally entered his last evolution stage and he's <laughs> like, oh, I can't, Moses. I can't go into the promised land because uh, they finally find the promised land. Apparently.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and God's like, not so fast.
0: Yeah, you don't get to go. You are a jerk. Yeah. Stupid. What were you thinking? There'd be no punishment? And then Moses is like, hey, Joshua, you're the big boss man now. Here's my cape. And then he says something so funny that I couldn't hardly believe it, because unlike, I think, some of the people that wrote this movie have read the Bible. And he he goes, go, proclaim liberty. Yep. And freedom. And I know that what follows in the Bible is maybe the most violent part of the Bible, period, as the Israelites go on a mass campaign of genocide. (laughs)
1: But not in this version.
0: No. They they watch him as he stumbles away into into a matte painting. Yep. And so ends the prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, we get we get the final we get the final glory shot of the Ten Commandments. <laughs>
0: So the it end. was written,
1: so it shall be done, the end.
0: I don't care. The end. It's over. You know how many times, oh, we skipped over this, you know how many times that Pharaoh says, so it is written, so shall it be done. Yeah,
1: oh, a bunch of times. It's like his catchphrase. Yeah. To
0: the point in which I don't think he knew what that meant. Yeah. So why would you use a catchphrase that you heavily identify with the Pharaoh? The bad guy. Because uh, Sethi doesn't say it all that much. No. Ramses uh, yeah. rushes in and says it all the time. <laughs> Why is that the ending of the film? So it is written, so shall it be done. Irony. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Well, let's just say. Yeah. I don't know. Great. Hey, Steve. Yes, my friend. How do you feel about this <sighs> biblical epic to end all biblical epics? Oh, if only it ended all <laughs> biblical epics.
1: If only, right?
0: The Ten Commandments. Mm.
1: Well, it should have been called the Ten Commandments and every other thing that ever happened to fucking Moses, because. <laughs>
0: Not everything, cause <laughs> not remember, everything. we yeah. skipped a lot of his stuff they, and put in a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't there. They,
1: they left out the genocide, uh... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's called the Ten Commandments. The Throw Ten Commandments a
0: huge love story too. the
1: ten, The Ten Commandments is like the the climactic event, I guess. But I mean, really, it's 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 the Moses story, and it's you know from the time that the fucking basket hit the water to the time when he <laughs> wanders out into the desert. And you know, it reminded me when I was watching it. What, I remember hearing a story back in the '90s, like after Stanley Kubrick died, where apparently one of his dream projects was he he told somebody like a producer friend of his I want to make a movie about the life of Napoleon and the producer <laughs> and the producer said well which part of it and Kubrick said all of it <laughs> And and that's kind of like what this movie is. It's like, oh, I, I'm going to make a movie about Moses. Oh, yeah, which part of the Moses story? Oh, the whole thing. Yeah, everything. And it's going to be four hours long, and a lot of that four hours is just going to be shots of people walking, yeah. you know, or just needless exposition and transition shots. And mm-hmm. I mean, it, I had a reaction to this that is similar. I, I guess I would call it like the Gone with the Wind effect, because... This movie is very similar in terms of its prestige and sort of just its general the way it's viewed mm. by people as Gone with the Wind was, where it's like it's a great landmark of old Hollywood. It's, oh, there are
0: people who still praise it now.
1: Oh, it's a it's a great it's a Technicolor widescreen masterpiece. Epic.
0: Yeah,
1: and they they praise it because it's just you know it's so epic and spectacular and 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 it does have those elements that there are some very impressive parts of it and just in terms of the technical and. The, the, the amount of extras that were involved and mm-hmm. there there are some parts of it that are really impressive but you, I, when I watch it I have to constantly sort of make that correction you know of okay everybody says it's a great movie Hollywood thinks it's a great movie Hollywood mm-hmm. will constantly tell you how great it is because it's <laughs> emblematic of that great glorious period in Hollywood history when they were making these great smashing epics but I mean it's way way too fucking long oh yeah the I mean the the worst part of it is probably probably that the lead character is the least interesting character in the whole movie and uh-huh. <laughs> and he gets he gets progressively less interesting the more he gets into the profit uh, mm-hmm. Role Like, the more he turns into Moses, the prophet of God, the guy who got the Ten Commandments, the more boring he becomes. He goes from this kind of interesting guy who mm-hmm. who discovers that he has these contradictory backgrounds. So ha- oh, I'm, I'm an Egyptian which is prince. Not
0: expo- which is not explored.
1: No, not explored at all. But, but it's, like, it's set up as like, oh, he's a man from two worlds. And what will he choose? And how will he reconcile his loyalties? And then he chooses to be Moses, the champion of the Hebrews. And he goes from being a character to just just being this bible verse dispenser mm-hmm. you know where i mean he his entire character changes and he just becomes this affectless just statue who just says you know quotations from the King James Bible every once in a while and that's basically it you have no mm-hmm. reason to give a shit about him you have no reason to care about what happens to him or be invested in the choices he makes and as you pointed out several times during our summary he makes some really 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 stupid decisions in this he, he, movie I
0: think almost exclusively makes nothing but bad decisions yeah. to be quite honest yeah. um, keep going I, boy <laughs> you're when still I loading started. up you're still loading up <laughs> (laughs) I mean, it's
1: just, I don't know, it's it's, it's interesting to watch because it is one of those relatively rare biblical epics that is actually about an important story in the Bible. Like most of the big Hollywood biblical epics, especially the ones that aren't about the Jesus story yeah. are, are they're, they're mostly about sort of incidental details from the Bible that were blown yeah. up and somebody either wrote a novel about it or, or it was expanded into a screenplay like the robe, you know, or yeah. Ben-Hur. But and that's the, safer. Yeah, it's safer. They, they, that's, and that's something I guess a lot of, a lot of people nowadays don't realize is how how skittish a lot of studios were back then because back in in all the way up to the mid 20th century really until they started making the technicolor jesus films in the 60s um yeah. it was still widely considered sacrilegious by many many christians to to uh, explicitly depict biblical characters on screen, especially the major guys like Jesus and Moses, etc. So they were really kind of worried that people would take, even though it's as reverent as it can possibly be, uh, people were still worried that they would take this movie the wrong way. And they would think that it was, it was heresy, you know, to see Mm -hmm. this, this big technicolor lavish spectacle about the Bible that's supposed to be the Holy scripture. And, um, you know, so it's interesting for that. Um, and it's interesting just as a piece of history, a piece of film history, but as a movie, as a piece of entertainment, as a piece of art, like it's just, it's just not that great.
0: No.
1: Um, I mean, even the, we, we hinted at it a little bit in the beginning when you said, you know, here's a great shot, but don't get used to it. I mean, mm-hmm. most, most of the direction, um, if it weren't for the fact that it was so epic and there were so many moving pieces to some of these shots, it's not that remarkable at all. I mean, it's very basic shot setups. I mean, the, there's not a whole lot of artistic... Uh, creativity in, in terms of the visuals, nope. uh, it's just very, very perfunctory and matter of fact. And it really does. It feels like Cecil B. DeMille is just basically saying, "All right, let's just get this one more done." You know, I'm just let's just get it in the can. You know, it's very sort of workmanlike. It's like when when, when you watch an episode of a TV show and you see that all of the scenes are you know establishing shot, close up, reverse shot, reverse shot, and like and you think, "Oh, okay, they didn't have time to do anything." Like they, <laughs> you know, they ran up against the Schedule and they just had to get the coverage so they could tell the story, right. and and that that's what it feels like. Most of this is it feels like you know instead of being creative and trying to tell the story in a really visually arresting way, Demille was just like, all right, what do we need for this scene? We need shots of Ramses. We need shots of Moses. There you go, boom, boom, boom. Okay, next. You know. Okay,
0: I need to start. Go for it because I need to start with something that you may or may not agree with me on. Okay, Cecil B. DeMille is not a good director. Yeah. He is a showman. Want to know why you know so much about Cecil B. DeMille is because no one talked about Cecil B. DeMille more than Cecil B. DeMille. (laughs) Cecil B. DeMille is the creator of the... There used to be a time when people thought of directors as this person that had a writing crop, jodhpurs, wearing a beret, a monocle in one eye, and and smoking (laughs) uh, smoking a cigar in a holder with a megaphone yelling, cut in action. That came from Cecil B. DeMille. He popularized that. Some of his early posters on some of his early films featured a picture of himself over the title of the film and did not feature the actors or anyone else. (laughs) Cecil B. DeMille promoted himself. More than anything else, it's not a surprise that he makes an appearance at the beginning of the film, nor that he is the narrator yeah. of this movie. And I'll use this as an example. Hey, Steve. Yeah, Jason. Aside from the Ten Commandments, can you name me another Cecil B. DeMille movie that's notable, noteworthy, or a classic film that everyone knows about?
1: Not that everyone knows about. No, no that's not that see, that's knows what about. I'm
0: talking about. Someone along the lines. How come it is that a man who made a lot of very pedestrian, granted large-budgeted films, but whose only film of note that most people know about is the 10 commandments. But he is his name is recognizable to the level of Hitchcock or John Huston. Yeah. So why is that? <laughs> <laughs> because I think if you ask just about anybody, hey, name another movie that Cecil B DeMille made. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um
0: greatest show on earth. Have you seen that movie? Because I sure as fuck haven't. <laughs> Who wants to watch a movie about a circus? I mean, I've w- started watching it once, and that was it. I was like, no, I'm done. I don't need to watch this crime I get drama it. about a circus clown. Fuck it. Now... In regards to this film, this is one of those films that I think is falling into the, it's traditional. It's traditional film. Everyone watches it at Easter time. Mm -hmm. We're going to ignore the fact that it was put up on Easter time because no one was really watching TV at the time. And it was an easy way for a a TV station to fill four hours of screen time. And it kind of fell into, it was traditional to to show it. But the film itself, other than the scripting problems, other than the problems that we had with with motivation for characters, which they don't really have any. There's some bits of spectacle, but nothing that really, you know, impresses me all that much. They filmed some stuff in Egypt, yay, where they had lots (laughs) and lots of people milling about, you know, dressed as slaves or whatever. 99% of this movie is filmed on a soundstage. Uh and you can tell it's been filmed on a sound stage none of the sound stages that they created were terribly impressive you could see the limits of what size they were building to but the thing about this film is is that while I will recognize that a lot of people claim to like it or like it it's one of those knee-jerk films where people say oh the Ten Commandments is an epic have you seen it? no (laughs) or it was on in the background while I was eating Easter dinner at Grandma's have you seen it? (laughs) 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 and that's the thing one of the reasons why we do this podcast is we want to be able to take a movie that is literally resting on its laurels as being regarded as a classic film as a major film as something that is so well loved that no one can say that there's anything bad about it and give it a fresh look and this film needed it because this is a film that people will knee-jerk say oh it's what are you making the Ten Commandments it's become that part of the Mm -hmm. The, the you know movie lingo you can reference it and people will get an idea Well, you're, you think you're going to make something grand and fantastic this movie isn't grand or fantastic as far as I'm concerned, I don't find it interesting, this was the last film of Cecil B. DeMille's before he passed he didn't know he was passing, he had had a long successful career making a long ran, lo, a long run of fairly tedious popular films, none of which are noteworthy none of which anyone can which will spring to mind, he started in silent pictures, moved, moved with the industry. He loved himself a lot. (laughs) But do I think he was a talented director? No. And this movie shows it. Camera movement is pedestrian. Shots are boring. He knows how to frame a shot fairly well, but he barely moves his camera. At a time when you could finally start moving your camera around. A lot of it feels very stagey, and a couple of times he lapses into what he used to do back back in the silent era. When he's parting the Red Sea, they cut away to three women sitting on a rock and they have the most unnatural poses that you can possibly imagine that they're barely managing to maintain. its It pulls you straight out of the movie and you just start laughing. And there's lots of things like that. When you hear God talk, it is probably one of the funniest things I have ever heard in my life. The most boring, inflectionless... I, I mean... The thing that I'm going to say about this movie: this was a G-rated film. Can you believe that? Yeah. I mean, once the, once the rating boards got up, and they say, "Hey, what are we going to rate, rate the Ten Commandments? Let's rate a G. That's fine because there's no sex, really, no nudity, nothing fun, no actual violence. There's no sword fights. Yeah,
1: the infanticide is mostly off camera.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all tastefully done off camera, so you you can just lie to your children when they say, "What's happening in the movie, mommy?
1: <laughs> nothing. Shut up.
0: Nothing. They're enjoying a nice meal of bread and bitter <laughs> herbs.
1: Eat your sweet potatoes. Stop looking at the TV." <laughs> (laughs)
0: Eat your candy or the Easter Bunny won't come. But it's it's boring. It's tedious. It feels like homework. <laughs> now, if you watch this movie and you find things in it that you like, if you actually find the story that they fabricated for this, which was the love story of him and Nefertiri or whatever, <laughs> okay. right. But the only interesting bits about this movie is how the Moses story has influenced popular culture. But that doesn't have anything to do with this film. That is the nature of the Moses story, the actual Moses story. You know, the whole... The hero's journey, basically, abandoned as a child, discovered, raised as a prince, discovers his true heritage, gives up the stuff, lost in the desert, denial of greatness, all of that stuff, that's all in here. But none of that that stuff is is coincidental to the story they're telling. The stuff that I actually find interesting about it, the the hero's journey and all that other stuff, doesn't have anything to do with this fucking movie, it has to do with the story that they're relating. And they've managed to jam-pack love stories, and just two of them, two love stories that they don't care about. I mean, I can't think that there were people in the 1950s who were watching this and they said, Do you remember the whole thing with Nefertiri in the Bible? I don't remember that character. I think I would. A girl that wants to bone him real bad. (laughs) and Or am I remembering it wrong? Is there a book of Nefertiri in the Bible, Steve? I don't think there is. How about the fact that the Pharaoh loved Moses that much? (laughs) So, when it comes right down to it, Steve, would you recommend this film? Uh... Uh, uh, no. Yeah, so no. that's just it. I There's mean, no need. Yeah. This movie did not inform the industry. It it happened along around the same time that a whole bunch of other better epics were being made. Like a couple you mentioned, like Ben-Hur, yeah. which is considered a religious epic, and stars the same guy. Yeah. <laughs> but the religious epic went away by the 1970s it was only around for a little while and so it's kind of like this movie isn't port I I don't know how to say it it's important to people's personal lives it's great but as far as the movie industry is concerned it was a great big movie the last one of a director but did it influence anything did it bring anything new to the table were there any new camera techniques any new filming stuff other than making a bunch of money on a religious picture did it do anything this isn't the first religious picture from Hollywood so it's not the first of anything either so how is this the most heralded one? Is it the first one that a lot of people remember? Is that the reason why? I'm asking you, Steve. Yeah, it you did. need to give me answers. It, it,
1: it, well, you say, I mean, it did make $100 million at the box office and it is aired on TV every year, you know, so it's probably that sort of thing. It's like the, uh, the uh, It's a Wonderful Life effect. Hey, but there's you know? a
0: difference. It's a Wonderful Life is a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, mm-hmm. recommend or not recommend uh, for the biblical epic The Ten Commandments.
1: I I have to say, not recommend. I mean, you can probably find the really noteworthy moments from it on YouTube. (laughs) You know, if you if you haven't seen the Parting of the Red Sea and you want to see that, yeah, yeah, right.
0: That's the other thing. Uh, Is there a quotable quote from
1: the Uh, movie? No, I mean,
0: "Let my people go" is from a song, so that doesn't work.
1: So let it be written, so let it be done. But I mean, that's that's Uh, if that's the best you got.
0: (laughs) Everyone says Moses. (laughs) That's it.
1: Are you saying Moses, or are you quoting the Ten Commandments?
0: Do you want to know what the most quotable line from this movie is? What? The people you think is actually in the movie and is not because it's a joke from Billy Crystal? (laughs) What? Where is your Messiah now? Yes. It's not in the movie. How many people have watched this expecting... Okay, here's the thing I will put in there. A lot of people like to dogpile on Edward G. Robinson in this film for being miscast and being out of place. He's not. Everyone is miscast in this movie. (laughs) Vincent Price is an Egyptian construction manager. Vincent Price, the master of horror. (laughs) no one says anything about him but Andrew Robinson is the one that gets dogpiled all the time and they and I guess people watch the movie going when is he going to say the line where's your messiah now never says it never it's a says joke, it but lots of people think it is they think it's a real the Simpsons referenced it love a God all right uh, I'm not recommending this movie either avoid it <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't see it if,
0: if you really want to see something in technicolor there's other movies you can watch <laughs> that are more interesting
1: they made a lot of technicolor movies in the 50s yeah, I did. just saying
0: but I mean there are other great big epic movies The Ben-Hur is better than this movie by leaps and bounds. This movie is a slog. It feels like you've been trapped in Sunday school with the sleepiest, sleepiest (laughs) nun who's going, who's literally flipping through Exodus and going, okay, and then they left... And then she just keeps turning pages, turning pages, turn pages. Oh, and then they reached Mount Sinai, and then she relates that, and then she starts
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what else is in here. Well... They told
0: me I can't tell the kids these parts. Cause it's dirty. <laughs>
1: anyway, a bunch of Midianites just disappeared one day. Don't worry about what happened to them.
0: Oh, you mean the Midianites from that, that town where Moses was staying? Yeah. When he was exiled? Yeah. Yeah. That's they a just, story. <laughs> they got they got sleepy and they laid down and blood came out of them.
1: <laughs> and God said, save the women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying.
0: So if if you want to see a religious film, there are better religious films out there. Yes, there are. And uh, so I ain't recommending it. Fuck you, Moses. <laughs> you could have freed those people so many years uh, ahead. Moses. So I'm going to... Ugh, that's the most frustrating thing about the soul movie. It's such a... He a, listens it, to no one.
1: If Moses were just a little bit less of a dumbass, this movie could have been <laughs> an hour and a half long and he could have gotten everything he wanted.
0: <laughs> All right, Steve. Now it's time for us to recommend a movie that we want people to see. Yes. So what are you going to recommend?
1: I'm actually going to recommend another uh, biblical movie, but, oh, uh, but a much better one, in my opinion. Okay. Um, and a much shorter one. Uh, okay. not, that, not that that's difficult, but um, I, I went back and forth. I was originally going to recommend uh, another DeMille film, but I decided yeah. against that. Uh, I decided to go with uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite Jesus movie, which is The Gospel According to St. Matthew, directed mm. by uh, Pierre Paolo Pasolini. Um, from, it's a 1964 Italian film. It's in black and white. It's shot in a very sort of handheld cinema verite style, but it is the story of Jesus, as we're all sort of broadly familiar with. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's shot in a very sort of naturalistic style. Most of the actors are not professional actors. Jeez,
0: this is really starting to sound (laughs) really great. (laughs) No, but it
1: it is. It is really great. It's very, it's, 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 uh, I mean, it's very arty, you know, it's like... It's It's done
0: in modern dress in some guy's apartment. Jesus
1: wears a suit and smokes a cigarette. (laughs) And
0: then sitting around Mary has has no top.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, No, it is... Actually, if if, if anybody listening knows anything about Pasolini, the director, he was an atheist. He was a Marxist. uh, He was gay. He was not viewed particularly as, like, the ideal filmmaker to tell the Jesus story. Uh, No. But but he tells it, and it's actually uh, a fairly straightforward Reverent portrayal. I mean, it, it, one of the things I like about it is it never comes off as a commercial. Some of the even some of the relatively good.
0: Oh, you mean like like a recruitment tool? Yeah, exactly.
1: It's not like you know the kind of movie you would show in church to get and then have an altar call. Like it's 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 an artistic film, and it's it's it, it has real artistic merit to it. And yeah. um and it's it, to me it's uh, this one and maybe Last Temptation of Christ are my two favorite Jesus films. I see. I I
0: was convinced you were going to you were going to um do last. Temptation because it's also my probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, you know, Last Temptation is amazing, but i i went with the i, I went with the more pointy headed one, you know, so i could so i could sound like a big shot. Ah, um, like, oh, no, it's this it's this Italian film made by a. Vanity is a
0: sin. I know. Team.
1: Well, I, but that's not my whole deal, so you know, I don't I don't really I not really buy into it. But uh, but yeah, I, I, if if you are looking for a a really interesting, significant, uh, artistically accomplished Bible movie, after having watched. Uh, The the Ten Commandments uh, I would recommend If you have not seen it uh, Worth checking out The Gospel According to St. Matthew By Pier Paolo Pasolini
0: Okay Well, I'm going to recommend A uh, religious film A religious epic Hmm. Well, kind of It's about a religious epic about Jesus and there's Roman soldiers in it and all that other stuff. Except um, this story is told from the other side, the movie studio side. It's about the making of a religious epic. The movie I'm going to recommend is called Hail Caesar. (laughs) (laughs) The movie that was recently released by the Coen brothers that stars uh, George Clooney and a whole ton of uh, cameos. Just remarkable cameos. Some of them hit you. Like, there's one director in this movie, a guy who plays a director, and you don't realize who it is until afterwards you're like, holy shit, I'm not going to tell you who it is. You guys have to see the movie. (laughs) Every single one of those directors is a cameo, and it's a cameo that it will take you a second or two to figure out who they are. Anyway, uh, Hail Caesar is uh, a comedy. It's set in the 1950s, um, uh, an area of time that the Coens are very comfortable in, and it's basically about a studio executive played by Josh Brolin who has to... uh, hunt down the star of their big biblical epic that has gone missing and he has actually been kidnapped. I'm not going to give away too much, but it's all about that time period, about that history. It's kind of like a Hollywood fable. In fact, it's very much like a Hollywood fairy tale. But it incorporates all of the stuff that was going on in Hollywood at the time. The gigantic big bunch of films, uh, the the, uh, falseness of the studio system, what people are willing to do in order to comply with the studio system. Um, It probably has one of my favorite performances by Scarlett Johansson, because she goes out of her, the type of role that she normally, uh, she plays this like Esther Williams type character in the film. Um, But it still manages to give the Josh Brolin character depth and background and motivations and a conflict, um, an internal conflict for himself in regards to what he does for a living and whether or not he wants to continue to do it. Um, And it also strikes on religious themes. So uh, yeah, I'm going to, it's not really a religious picture, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's more like a very, very well shot beautifully shot actually um, uh, story about Hollywood about classic Hollywood and uh, I recommend it you can find it now it's I think it's it's, it's on uh, Amazon and everywhere else so go watch it Hail yeah. Caesar
1: I have not I seen it. that yet I'll have to check I that like out
0: you, oh boy I'm going to tell you all about it as soon as we're off the podcast boy oh boy <laughs> Okay, that's it. What do you guys think? Do you guys love the Ten Commandments? Do you love it so much that you are now praying to God that lightning bolts or animated fingers of flame will come down and strike <laughs> us both dead because we didn't praise this movie mm. as highly as you like? Well, we're sorry, but we aren't going to be repentant. No. We will not bend the knee to Cecil B. Mill, no matter how much you would enjoy it. <laughs> That's right, and if you love the Ten Commandments, you know me. Dig what you dig. I don't know how you sit through it.
1: <laughs> I don't think you do sit through it, to be honest.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I sat through it today. Uh, it wasn't uh. fun.
0: Hey, is there a movie that you think we should review? Re- uh, please send it to us. Go to the contact page. Send it to us. We love getting recommendations. Is there a genre of film that you think that we have uncovered? Please go to the contact page at LetMeListPodcast.com and, and send it to us there. There's, I'm, I have no doubt in my mind that there are genres that we have overlooked. Right, Steve?
1: Oh, I'm sure.
0: And there's a genre that we have not really paid homage to yet. That's right. We kind of did by reviewing one of the worst movies we have ever seen. That was accidentally in that genre, didn't we?
1: Yeah, but we're going to give ourselves a do-over, because this this genre deserves a little better, I think.
0: Yeah. We reviewed Heaven's Gate, which is technically a Western, but we're not going to count it, because it sucked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It shouldn't even be counted as a movie, let alone a Western.
0: (laughs) It is a blight against the universe. It is the... <laughs> what you it's, say?
1: it's so bad that Moses would have thrown the Ten Commandments at it. <laughs> and it would have exploded.
0: So me and Steve decided we're going to do a real Western, right, Steve? Yeah, baby. And not only that, but we're actually going into a subgenre of a genre.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We're going to do a spaghetti Western. And what spaghetti western are we going to do, Steve?
1: Perhaps even it could be called the spaghetti western. We're, yeah, that's true. We're going to do the good, the bad, and the ugly.
0: Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> so if you guys haven't seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you want to see it before we review it, you have two weeks to do so. You don't have to, it's not a requirement. But you'll get all the jokes. <laughs> Um. Okay, that's it this time around. Um, for late seating, this has been Jason Harding. And go see a movie this week.
1: And this has been Steve Shimes, And hey, Jason, Ma. I have a I have a proposition for you. Okay. You will be the king of Egypt. Uh huh. And I will be your footstool. <laughs> what do you say?
0: Deal. Sweet. Do it. Get down. Sweetness. <laughs> I've been walking through manure. I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I will kneel
1: on. I will kneel before you like your Cecil B. DeMille. <laughs> Bye,
0: everybody.
1: (laughs) Bye, everybody.
0: This show is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to contribute as little as $1 a month to help fund this podcast, please visit our website at www.lemulistenpodcast.com and click on the Patreon logo. If you can't or just don't want to, no biggie. Late Seating is a Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Music by Kevin MacLeod. Produced by Jason Harding. You can find more Lemmy Listen podcasts at our website at www.lemmelistenpodcasts.com You can also find us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes under Lemmy Listen. Please like and leave a review. And thanks for listening.